Foreign exchange trading carries a high level of risk that may not be suitable for all investors. Before you decide to trade foreign exchange, carefully consider your investment objectives, experience level, and risk tolerance. You could lose all of your initial investment. Educate yourself on the risks associated with foreign exchange trading and seek advice from an independent advisor if you have any questions. All information is solely for educational and entertainment purposes and is not trading or investment advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Hey, Lynette, thanks for coming on the show. Um, how are you doing today? Great, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, so how did you get started as a trader? I got the idea to start trading about four years ago. At the time, I was just getting interested in personal finance and a lot of my personal finance books suggested getting into trading stocks. It took me about a year from getting the idea to actually getting the courage to finally open up a broker account and get started. It was only when I was channel surfing and I came across an episode of Wall Street Warriors with Timothy Sykes. And it looked like he was having such an awesome time and making a lot of money. So that was pretty much the, okay, let's do this moment. And I placed my first trade about a week after seeing that episode. Cool. You told me you were doing well in stocks. What are the advantages of Forex that made you switch? The advantages of Forex that made me switch is that my trend following method just worked better with Forex and stocks. Um, another reason is that I love how Forex is 24 hours so I can trade when I want to trade and I don't necessarily have to trade during the daytime. I love the economic data usually has a set time so you can kind of plan for that. What I hated about ASX stocks was the random trading halts and then the gaps when they would come out of the trading halt. It's oh. good if it goes your way, but not so much fun when it goes the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it take you to um, go from when you first started trading Forex to trading full-time? Um, I went full-time at the start of this year, trading 80% stocks and 20% Forex, and it was about five months into going full-time with my trading that I realized I was a much stronger forex trader than stock trader. So I knew I had to give up trading stocks and put more energy and more money towards forex. Giving up trading the ASX wasn't the easiest thing to do because that was such a huge part of my life for the past three years. But deep down I knew giving up stocks and moving to just solely forex trading was something I really had to do. Ah, I see. And you only trade the Aussie US dollar, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, maybe taking a, taking a step back a little bit, how did you know when it was um, time to make the leap to go into trading full-time? Well, at the end of last year, my fiancé got accepted to study a course, and that meant that at the start of this year, we had to move to a completely new area. Before we moved, I was thinking, okay, well, what am I going to do when we move? Am I going to go out and get a job, or is this the sign to give full-time trading a chance? I was doing well with my trading and I had a few months worth of living expenses saved for a bit of a cushion. So I thought, okay, let's just give this a shot and if it doesn't work, then I'll just go back to working and trading part-time. If full-time tra full trading didn't work out, it wasn't the end of the world. I would have just given it another shot further down the line. Um, is there a mentor or a course that had the biggest impact on your success or if not, what was it? Um, I've never actually had one particular mentor or anything. During my first year and a half of getting into trading, I didn't talk to any other traders because I just didn't know there was such a huge community of traders out there on the internet. But when I did discover other traders, I was very, very lucky that a lot of them took me under their wing and they were very open to me asking any questions. And they were kind enough to share any information and resources they came across with me. I'm very, very lucky and extremely grateful that they helped me out the way they did. 
Um, can you tell us a little bit about your trading method? Sure. So I like to trade one pair, the Australian dollar and the US dollar on a line chart. I like to use multiple time frames to follow the trend. I like to use the one minute, one hour and daily chart and my entries and exits are determined by three patterns. One entry pattern and two exit patterns. Ah, I see. Uh, how did you develop your trading method? Do you do a lot of back testing or was it more through forward testing? Uh, it started out with my patterns, which I worked out over the course of the year of testing were the highest probability patterns to trade the Australian dollar and the US dollar with mm -hmm. on a line chart. So I started trading those patterns on the one minute time frame alone, looking to just get small pit movements. Then I worked on adding higher time frames to my method to get the bigger pit moves. Mm -hmm. I find that if I can get my entry on the one minute time frame, then my stops can be quite tighter than entry on the one hour time frame. So yeah. I use forward testing to work on my skills to nail the one minute time frame entry. Ah, I see. Okay. Uh, what do you love the most about trading? Um, I love that it's the only thing in my life that I have been able to stick with. There's never been anything before that I have even remotely been able to have this level of concentration, drive and excitement with, so that's why I love it. And the money is pretty likely. <laughs> <laughs> what are the top one or two traits that you think somebody needs to have to be a successful trader? Um, I feel a successful trader needs to be able to recognize what they did wrong when they make mistakes and try their best to not make those mistakes again but not get too down on themselves if they do make the mistake again. Mm -hmm. I also believe depending on your method that a successful trader needs to have a good level of patience. Patience was such a battle for me when I first started trading forex but as time went on I really improved and my patience isn't completely where I want it to be but I'm definitely a million times better. Ah, uh, I see. What are some of the common misconceptions that um, people have about trading that you would like to dispel? Well, trading is definitely not easy and it's definitely not something you will learn in a couple of days or weeks. <laughs> Even if you do put in the time, it's not a guarantee that you will end up being a successful trader. A lot of people think that the trading method has to be quite complex in order to bring in good results, but my trading method is actually quite simple and a lot of people have a hard time believing that I trade Forex off a line chart. <laughs> <laughs> Another misconception is that some older traders look down on younger traders and think they can't possibly be any good or can't possibly have any good ideas about trading or their trading lifestyle. So that's kind of my aim to show people that younger traders can actually be all right. <laughs> I see. Very cool. I, I respect that, definitely. <laughs> um, I, found about, I found out about you through your blog. How has blogging improved your trading or has blogging improved your trading? And if so, um, how has it? Blogging has definitely improved my trading. I'm not someone who learns instantly, so I need a lot of repeating for information to sink into my brain. Mm -hmm. I treat my blog a little like study notes, so every time I repeat writing about PMIs, trade balances, interest rates, etc., that's just drilling it into my brain a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Blogging is also quite, I guess, therapeutic, so <laughs> if I have a bad trading day, I can vent about it on my blog and it makes me feel a hell of a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> for the people listening to the podcast who are just getting started in trading um, how would you recommend they get get off on the right foot um, for forex trading I would recommend checking out the baby pips forex school mm -hmm. that's probably one of the best free beginner resources on the internet 
and that's where I got started. I would also recommend not being cheap and purchasing some good quality books. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a recommended reading page on my blog if anyone is interested and there's a great list of um, beginner Forex books on there if anyone wants to check them out. Sounds good. Yeah, I looked at those books and um, it was a very good selection. So I'll, I'll make a note in the, um, the show notes. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, one thing that I saw in your blog that was, I thought was really interesting was your interest in minimalism. And you had a, you had a list of blogs that you follow. And personally, um, guys like Ev Bogue and Leo, Leo Babalta have had a huge positive impact um, on me personally. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how you got interested in minimalism? Um, Yeah, as I mentioned before, I'm into personal finance and a lot of personal finance bloggers would bring up the topic of minimalism every now and then. Mm -hmm. And at first I thought it was a bit hippie-ish, but then the more (laughs) I read about it, the more it became more and more appealing. Mm -hmm. I started out small, just getting rid of one to two things a day. And over the years, that really adds up. Mm -hmm. But when you get rid of all that stuff, you realize that you can still live your life your normal day-to-day life perfectly fine and then the want to buy all that crap to fill up your house pretty much disappears and then that leaves you with more money to spend on the things you genuinely love and more money to put into your trading account. I agree, I agree. Um, so how has it improved your life and, and your trading? Well, so originally I used minimalism as a way to help build out my trading account. Mm-hmm. The less meaningless stuff I bought, the more money I got to put in my trading account. But now I use it as more of a time management thing. The less time I have to spend doing those trivial everyday life tasks, the more time I get to focus on studying the market. Mm-hmm. Like as an example, I own two plates, one bowl, and enough cutlery just for two people. So washing up gets done really, really quickly, and then I can get back to reading my news and watching the markets. I also love the look and the feel of minimal spaces. It's very serene and relaxing, and I just find it's a really great trading environment. Ah, I see. Um, I personally have difficulty being minimalist about like Apple products, but um, for you, are there areas that you refuse to be minimalist? Um, I refuse to be minimalist about books because I just love reading. Mm-hmm. I do try to get most of my books on Kindle, but... I live near some really great bookstores and it's a bit hard to just walk in and not come out with a great read. <laughs> Another thing I refuse to be minimalist about is monitors. The more of the better, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> if any of the listeners out there are interested in becoming more minimalist, um, what are the top two or three sources that you think they should start with? Um, I would recommend starting out small and just getting rid of any unnecessary clutter and then moving on to the more hardcore stuff. Mm-hmm. A great blog I like to read is called unclutter.com and that focuses on getting rid of clutter and getting more organized. Then if you want to go deeper, I would suggest reading blogs such as becomingminimalist.com, bemorewithless.com, zenhabits.net and minimalist.com which is mnmlist.com. And then um, if you go to my blog and then go to my about page, you can find a list of my favorite minimalist blogs on there. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I'll make, I'll make links for those, uh, those sites cool. too. So I'd like to finish up by talking a little bit about lifestyle. I know you mentioned it a little bit before, but um, what are some of the meaningful activities that trading has allowed you to pursue? Well, my fiancé works really odd hours and his weekends aren't necessarily on Saturday, Sundays. So trading allows me to be home when he has his days off. If I worked a normal nine-to-five job, then the time we would get to spend to, with each other would be cut down dramatically. So trading allows me to spend more time with him. 
And trading also allows me to take time off for however long I need to. So just say I want to go traveling and take time off. Well, I know when I come back, I'm still going to have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people think that being a full-time trader will be all about, you know, having a mansion and their Ferraris or whatever. But um, as far as the people you know who trade full-time and your own experience, of course, um, what do how do most full-time traders live? I think the initial attraction to being a trader for a lot of people is definitely the possibility of earning enough to live a crazy lavish lifestyle. And being completely honest, that was what attracted me to trading in the first place. But I think as time goes on, a lot of people realize that trading can bring a lot of flexibility to your life than a regular job. Mm -hmm. And that ends up being the main driver for a lot of people. A lot of the full-time traders that I know live just the same or slightly better than their previous job. And they trade because they just genuinely love trading. They love that they can be their own boss and they just love the flexibility that trading can bring to their life. Oh, I see. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, well, thank you very much, Danette. I appreciate you coming on and um, giving us your perspectives. No worries. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Take care.